Hello all you film freaks and movie maniacs out there. My name is Nolan Carr and I'd like to welcome you to the go-to podcast for all things cinema. But before you can ask any questions, just sit back, relax, as I present to you a Straw Lane Studio Productions, Critiquing with Carr. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another edition of Critiquing with Carr. I can't believe we're back with another episode of Memorable Movie Mondays. We have another great one for you this week, but before we begin with the festivities, I just want to remind you that if you've enjoyed these podcast episodes the last few weeks, do us a favor by subscribing on YouTube, following on the audio platforms, clicking that heart or like button, turning on post notifications so you're updated with more news and updates regarding the podcast on those platforms, as well as sharing with your friends and family to help grow the podcast. If you want other ways of staying up to date with the podcast, follow Instagram at Critiquing with Carl. Now let's get on to some reviewing. As I mentioned, we have another great episode for you this week on Memorable Movie Mondays. On this week's edition of Memorable Movie Mondays, we are reviewing Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. For those who have either not tuned into an episode recently or it's their very first time, this is how it works. First, we talk about who made this movie possible behind the camera, in front of the camera, how it did in the box office, its budget, its competition, how it did during award season, and much more. Then, after that, we get into my likes, dislikes in my final ranking out of the 10 diamond day scale and becomes your choice yes your choice and your choice only of whether or not you want to see this movie at the end now that you're all situated and ready for this review let's begin starting off the trilogy films of lord of the rings we have peter jackson as the director fran walsh Philippa Boyens, and peter jackson as the screenwriters this was based off the book the fellowship of the ring by J.R.R. tolkien and the producers of this film were barry m osborne fran walsh peter jackson and tim sanders and the cast is as follows. Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, John Reese davies Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Sean Bean, Ian Holm, and Andy Serkis. The cinematographer was Andrew Lesney. It was edited by John Gilbert, and the music was done by Howard Shore. The production companies were New Line Cinema and Wingnut Films. It was also distributed by New Line Cinema. It was first released on December 10th of 2001 at the Odeon Leicester Square. It was released on December 19th of 2001 in the United States and December 20th of 2001 in New Zealand. The runtime was two minutes shy of three hours at 178 total minutes. Budget for this film was $98 million. The box office total was $898.2 million. And now it's one of my favorite parts of these reviews, which is when I list off the top 10 highest grossing films of that year's release. Coming at number 10 was Planet of the Apes. It was distributed by 20th Century Fox. It had a total box office gross of $180.01 million. And the lead actors were Mark Wahlberg, Tim Roth, Helena Bonham Carter, and Michael Clark Duncan. Coming at number 9 was Jurassic Park 3. It was distributed by Universal Pictures. It had a total box office gross of $181.1 million. It was starring Sam Neill, William H. Macy, and Tia Leone. Number eight was Ocean's Eleven. It was distributed by Warner Brothers. It had a total box office gross of $183.4 million. It was starring George Clooney, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia, Brad Pitt, and Julia Roberts. Number seven was Pearl Harbor. It was distributed by Walt Disney Studios. It had a total box office gross of $198.5 million. It was starring Ben Affleck, Josh Harnett, Kate Beckinsale, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Coming number six was The Mummy Returns. It was distributed by Universal Pictures. It had a total box office gross of $202.01 million. It was starring Bren Fraser, Rachel Weisz, and John Hanna. Coming number five was Rush Hour 2. It was distributed by New Line Cinema. It had a total box office gross of $226.1 million. It was starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Coming number four was Monsters, Inc. It was distributed by Walt Disney Studios. It had a total box office gross of $255.8 million. 
was starring John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Steve Buscemi, James Coburn, Jennifer Tilly, and Mary Gibbs. Point number three was Shrek. It was distributed by DreamWorks Distribution. It had a total box office gross of $267.8 million. It was starring Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow. Point number two was The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. It was distributed by New Line Cinema. It had a total box office gross of $313.3 million. It was starring Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Sean Astin, and Viggo Mortensen. And coming at number one on the top 10 highest grossing films of 2001 was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It was distributed by Warner Brothers. It had a total box office gross of $317.5 million. It was starring Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, and Emma Watson. And now for the moment you've all been patiently waiting for, my likes and dislikes of this film. One of the film's standout features is its captivating opening sequence, providing a detailed history of the rings in Middle-earth. It serves as a rich foundation for the epic tale that follows. Sir Ian McKellen's portrayal of Gandalf is something short of extraordinary. His nuanced performance brings the beloved character to life, adding depth and gravitas to the entire narrative. Another highlight is Sir Ian Holmes' exceptional depiction of Bilbo's corruption due to the One Ring. His performance showcases the complexity of the character, making Bilbo's journey all the more compelling. The film beautifully captures the long-standing relationship between Bilbo and Gandalf, offering a nostalgic nod to the Hobbit movies. The introduction of Merry and Pippin after the dragon firework mishap injects a delightful dose of humor into the narrative. Peter Jackson's clever camera work, emphasizing the height difference between Gandalf and the Hobbits, adds a visually engaging element to the film. The gradual development of Sam and Frodo's relationship during their quest is a testament to the filmmaker's ability to weave intricate character dynamics into the narrative seamlessly. Christopher Lee's portrayal of Saruman is captivating, especially as we witness his descent into corruption from possessing the Palantir. These legs collectively contribute to the film's lasting impact in its place in cinematic history. However, nothing is perfect in life, we all know that, just like this film. The CGI representation of Gollum hiding in the shadows appears dated and prehistorically cringeworthy, particularly when compared to contemporary standards. The film concludes with an ending that, while understandable as the start of a three-movie saga, could have been more impactful in terms of a cliffhanger. The lack of a more gripping conclusion may leave some viewers yearning for a stronger sense of anticipation for the sequels. And with that, we'll close up shop with my final thoughts and ranking out of 10 Diamond Daves. In conclusion, The Fellowship of the Rain accomplishes the formidable task of introducing audiences to the vast and intricate world of Middle-earth. The film's long length serves its purpose, accommodating the extensive narrative and character development. You know, when I'm looking at this movie compared to the others that I've reviewed the last few weeks, but also just in general, out of 10 on the Diamond Dave scale, I'm proud to give it a 7.5 out of 10, a respectable 7.5 out of 10. And with that being said, if you've enjoyed this week's episode, do us a favor by subscribing on YouTube, following on your preferred audio platform, turning on post notifications so you're up to date with news and updates regarding the podcast on those platforms, clicking that heart or like button, and clicking that share button so you can help grow the podcast with all your friends and family. In terms of other ways of keeping up to date with the podcast, follow on Instagram at Critiquing with Car. Until next time, my friends, happy viewing.